Hello, you're listening to the Bacon Wire podcast. That is a ridiculous thing I just said. Just deal with it. Our sponsor today is... We don't got one. Whatever. Let's just get into the show. Here's Spartan Dog 97 and Lugwit. Thanks, Spartan Dog 97. Last time I checked my driver's license, I'm Spartan Dog 97. I'm joined by my co-host, Lugwit, Lucas Whitney. What's going on? Not much, man. It's finally, finally the night. Good to be here. It, it's, it's been a long fucking time. A lot of procrastinating, but we're here. We're here and we're healthy. As far as I know, we're alive and, you know, let's just make the best of this. We're launching it when there's no sports, but we're going to do our best and we're going to, we're going to make a pretty awesome pod. Yep. Two mediocre white guys starting a podcast. We're really yes. breaking against the grain here. <laughs> We're, I'm, I'm sure as soon as like the stay-at-home orders were enforced, podcast numbers just skyrocketed thousands and thousands of percents higher. Uh, yeah, Spotify and Anchor are probably overwhelmed. <laughs> just like they're probably borrowing infrastructure from Zoom. <laughs> yeah, they're essential. They're essential right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, let's just start with like a quick origin story of like us, Bacon Wire, what we do, what yeah. we want to do, like when the world's no longer ending, and then we can get into the meat of the podcast if that's cool with you. Let's do it. All right. So. Um, I'm an educator. I want to be a teacher. So like the shit I was posting on my other Twitter was like not going to fly if I wanted to get a job in a classroom, especially a high school classroom. (laughs) (laughs) So I was posting on Reddit under the name Spartan Dog 97 because I think I made it just like on a whim on a break when I was at work one day or something. And uh, I perused uh, the Lights, Camera, Barstool subreddit. And I'd become like a frequent poster or whatever. Right. And I said, I sent a tweet from like my main account, my real account that like, that was a little over the line. I thought it was funny. My mom didn't. And she yelled at me. That's the. Your mom's on Twitter. She has my Twitter. She's had it. Like I created the account when I was like 16 so like she like saw it and she's like you can't say shit like that and i was like <sighs> she's being a mom but yeah the tw- if you're interested the tweet was what do drake and the catholic church have in common that's it that's the tweet like that's all i said oh, oh my god which was like a banger <laughs> like yeah <laughs> So I already had this account. Like I kind of had, like, I kind of had a community of like big time movie boys, BTMBs shout out to y'all. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'll just make a Twitter account. And then it's just kind of spiraled from there. Yeah. I remember the first time like, okay, so my Reddit username, <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> okay. My Reddit username is, um, <clears throat> hooping pant. And I created it probably, I think three years ago, a little three and a half years ago, and I left it because I just joined Reddit and I'm like, I don't get it or I don't like it. And then uh, I became a frequent user uh, at one at my old job, and I just sat in a, an office all day and I listened to Dan Lebetard, and I loved the show. And so I found the subreddit because I wanted to talk about it, and 
uh, you know, then I started getting into more into bar stool. You know, I heard the, all the stigma, you know, around it. It's, you can't really escape it, but I wanted to try it because, you know, I, I felt like giving uh, big cat and PFT a shot and I, I found part of my take. I got addicted right away. And then I honestly can't remember how I stumbled on the lights camera bar stool, but I just happened to see that they had a movie podcast, I think. And I listened to one episode and Trill was just going on Trill Ballins. For those who don't know the internet Twitter legend, uh, we miss you. Uh, come back someday. And, uh, He'll never listen to this, but worth a shot. <laughs> uh, he was going on some tangent about like Arby's, like the horsey sauce. And I was like, man, this guy's definitely from the Midwest. And so that made me, I'm like, I got to listen to this because it felt like it wasn't just movies. And that's what I liked about it. So that's when I hopped on there and then I saw Spartan Dog 97. And there's like six or seven MSU fans on there. At yeah, the very and- least, there's eight. It's like a Big Ten subreddit. There's Badger guy, uh, Cleveland Dan twenty three is a, a Buckeyes fan. There's a couple Purdue boys and a couple of Michigan guys, but whatever. Yeah, and, uh, but like the MSU people are like the ones who post like all the time. I know. <laughs> so it's just like, why do we have so many MSU people? Like, so there's. I love it. Like when there's a when there was a big game, like the Duke game last year, people were like like six of us, seven of us go, go green, go white. And everyone's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty good. And then, uh, you know, we found each other on Twitter and we I were... remember the first tweet that I saw. <laughs> I will never forget it for some, for some weird reason. I have a great memory. It was, <laughs> it was like, it was a Garfield meme. It was about, uh, it had to deal with, uh, smegma, I believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you were like, I'm trying to keep the subreddit Christian. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. So it, eventually I got added to this like MSU Twitter group chat and. Oh Lord. And we, uh, we run MSU Twitter. Yeah, we do. You know, like Sheehan and all those guys like to say that they do. And, but we're like, we're like the dark underbelly of MSU Twitter. We're like the, we're the lobbying group of MSU Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, the Sheehan and, um, and, you know, I'm forgetting, I guess you could say Kelly Rowe, but I don't know. Um, sh- sorry, Big Ten Sav. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd say that they're like the kind of faces, but we kind of operate behind the scenes. And We're like, the money people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're the Koch brothers of, yeah. of MSU Twitter. That's Just a good, kind of secretly funding, funding everything. But uh, and then, yeah, like I'll let you get go into it, but like, and then that, I mean, that's how bacon wire got started is just all of us saying it. Like we, there's, there's more to it, but I'm going to let you, let you kick it off. Yeah. So one day I, I can't remember who got the DM. I think, uh, Logan, I think, no, he didn't. Oh, oh, anyway, someone got a DM from this account called beacon wire and it was like it was like ambiguously branded and they were like hey man i'm trying to build like an msu empire i have sources like do you want (laughs) to link up do you want to link up and someone sent it in the group chat again i don't remember who it's like escaping me there's like two thousand messages a day trying to go back and finding it would just be fucking hell Oh, you need a cliff, you need a cliff notes every day. Like I said, I need a summary 
Cause like I'm gone for like work for like eight hours and I miss so much. And then people are like, Oh, did you see this? Did you see this? I'm like, huh? <laughs> but like, I think several people within a couple minutes got the same message from beacon wire. And I think Zanjo was one of them. Um, I forget who, I think Brett might, Bacon Wire Brett might have been one of them, but Logan was pissed that he didn't get, <laughs> he, that he didn't get a message, and I was a little bitter too, like, not like furious, but I'm just like, you know, he could use my 150-something followers, because <laughs> when you check his profile, he, it's gone from Twitter, else we'd link it, it, it says, uh, like, it said, like, the GOAT MSU uh, news source right it said something like that yeah it said something like number one news source or something yes, like number that, one like, news source and then you you just straight up you were like straight up like kalamazoo bake beacon wire <laughs> like <laughs> well low, yeah i i i got up like i was i wasn't trying to be malicious and some people may have seen it that way so if you do i apologize but anyway i was i was a little hurt you know they didn't message me so i I just <laughs> made my name. I'm, I live in the Kalamazoo area, um, and I just made my name, uh, you know, Lugwit Kalamazoo uh, Beacon Wire Branch, and he did not like that. He messaged me maybe an hour later, and he said, can you take it down? And I said, well, why, you know, what's, what's the deal? I thought you wanted to expand your brand, and here I am. I'm, I'm willing to help you out. And I just took it down. And then like some random MSU sports daily guy merged with him and they both blocked me. <laughs> and then he started messaging me, like being a little jerk, like just, just being like, Oh, you, you guys are mean. You guys are mean. And I'm going, dude, just, just stop. And then I think two Saturdays ago, Logan just tweeted out bacon wire with the look emoji. And from that's all I can remember. And then from there, it just, yeah, it became a it became a thing of its own. So now this so now this dumb thing that we started to dunk <laughs> to dunk on this idiot now has I'm checking the follower account right now. Oh man, it's it's pretty decent like for Yeah. A, 600 followers for a fucking joke. Oh my we god, have, we got 600 followers? <laughs> yeah, we're at 601. <laughs> oh my god. I thought it was in the twos. <laughs> No, it has 600 followers. We have Waffle Guy, the Colonels, and <laughs> like the biggest MSU Twitter accounts tweeting out bacon, <laughs> bacon emojis, and and now it has an official podcast. It's you know it's kind of uh, it's kind of wild. <laughs> I mean, we just you could say we did it out of spite. And I just laughing at it because I watched Curb Your Enthusiasm and Larry David's whole sp season, the theme was spite. And he opened up a spite store to fight a coffee guy that he didn't like. And it's like, we basically did a spite Twitter account. And it and just, it's, it's bigger it, than the Twitter account <laughs> we were trying to spite. I know. We just absorbed, like just swallowed it, absorbed it. And, it's just so funny how this turned out, but it's, it's the perfect way to, to fold the, to do the podcast. Like, cause now we can include all the guys in the group chat that want to join up and you know, they're all part of our amazingly vast bacon wire network. 
Yeah, well, you know, we're 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 building an empire. You know, we're we're gonna we're... be the next ESPN in a couple of years. Oh yeah, shit for sure. Not really, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, but uh, so yeah, we just wanted to keep this episode a little shorter. There's not shit to talk about. You know, we're both interested in movies. We're both interested in sports, yep. and yep. there's like neither going on right now. Oh. I can I can sauce a couple movie wrecks, wrecks the people's way. Um. The farewell, if you haven't seen it yet, yeah. is on Amazon Prime. You want to do that? Awesome. Yeah, I can. I can toss out a couple movie wrecks. The farewell is awesome. It's a great film. And uh oh. No, we're good. We're good. Okay. All right. It just and, it lagged for a minute. Okay. Yeah, it's okay, a good. great movie. It start you know Aquafina, who like five years ago was like making rap music videos about her vag, <laughs> <laughs> and is now oh, like yeah. and now is like a Golden Globe. That's great. Uh, Midsommar, if you haven't seen it, has my queen oh. Florence Pugh in it. Incredible. Good. What? Uh, it, the people who want to watch Midsummer, like my wife likes to watch like horror movies in the dark, you know, or like a dark environment. This is not the movie to watch that in. Like you can watch it in daylight. It is a, it's an unbelievably good movie, but it is so fucked up. I cannot begin to explain how messed up it is. Yeah. It's just, it's incredible. Um, so those are just a couple of wrecks. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm trying to like carve out time to watch portrait of a lady on fire because that's like what a good movie, what a good movie nerd does. Right. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to carve time out to watch that. So um, other than that, you got any wrecks for the people? Oh man. Um, I really don't have anything right now. I, I came unprepared for that, you know, that's fine. We're, this is free reeling. Like we, we're just kind of, we're kind of moving and grooving. Right. My wife and I, uh, we did rent Richard Jewell on digital. We finally saw that and it was fine. Did you see it? Yeah. I saw it in theaters. Um, I thought Paul Walter Hauser was awesome. I thought yes. Sam Rock, Rockwell was awesome, but yes. it just kind of, I don't know. It was just kind of, I wish, like the thing about Clint Eastwood is like he like does everything as quick as possible, but like I feel like that movie it needed a little more time in the oven. Like it just kinda was like a well, little underbaked in some right. places. And I think I remember the boys saying on, on L C B that they shot it in like last year, April, like April or May it was still shooting. Like it they got it done in like three, four months. Yeah, like And it, it just you could kinda I can't i I'm not that big of a a, a movie you know, critic, but I could kind of feel like, you know, it's a short movie, you know, it's all filmed like an apartment pretty much. And maybe, you know, a couple external scenes, but like it was good, but I feel like Eastwood, I don't know. I think he needs to kind of, I mean, he's like what, almost 90 years old or something. Yeah, He can, he can kind of do what he wants. He's made so many great movies, but at the same time, I feel like he just kind of needs to find a different type of story. Like Richard Jewell was a good rebound from, um, Oh, the mule. That movie stunk. I like the mule actually i thought yeah i thought it was pretty you know i thought it was pretty i thought it was a nice kind of um how do i want to say it? it was a nice like kind of like treatise on aging like i thought yeah. it was a nice like about like yeah. getting older and like reassessing what's important to you i thought right. that was i thought that was you know i thought it was good i thought it was better than people said it was you know like the threesomes were pretty weird but yeah that was the part that just <laughs> stood out to me more than anything it was like man he made this movie to just like have some sex scenes with some ladies like 70 years younger than him yeah 
That's right, liberals. I fuck. <laughs> yeah, take that, libtards. <laughs> um, sorry if I offended people, but whatever. Uh, you know, and then we obviously watch Tiger King. Everyone in the world has. Yeah, and that's like that's like taking the place of sports. <laughs> I know it, that was my sports. Like I was addicted to it. We started last Thursday, and I had to go to bed. And I'm like, I need, I need to keep watching this. And when we watched, we finished it the next night. And then my wife loves all these crime documentaries, so I had to be nice and watch one with her. And luckily, it was the Aaron Hernandez one. Oh so, yeah, that one's nuts too. I mean, it's short, so if you if you're looking for a doc that's like three hours total, go for it. It's just it's a sad story. Like it's just sad. Yeah, it's just like one of those things where like the system failed. Like the system failed someone, but right. like and it kind of the failure like kind of compounded by like his own like his own. Like he wasn't allowed to be himself. Right. Felt like like his he was so afraid that if he came out at spoiler. If he came out as gay, allegedly, his dad would probably, he maybe thought his dad would have killed him or something, you know, like something crazy like that. Yeah, so it was just kind of like, it just kind of had this compounding, compounding effect and, you know, the brain damage probably didn't help and, you know, the shit he got away with. Right. Be, just because he was a star football player, that didn't help. Good old Urban Meyer. Yeah, right. All right. So I want to get into like the meat of today's episode um this one's going to be a little shorter uh we'll have we'll have guests on soon and we'll and we'll talk more and get in more depths about themes and stuff we want to talk about but today um we're just gonna do um we're gonna do our favorite msu moments this is gonna be a thing we're gonna ask all our msu guests yep that we have on so um you know if you have yours ready you can go ahead Okay, uh, I've I've had mine and I've been thinking about it because there's so many, you know, like in the meat of the D'Antonio era, there were so many fucking amazing moments. Yeah, like you know, Little like, Giants. I was there for Little Giants on a on a bad date, but I was there. I was there for Little Giants. Um, that stadium shook, but I was there for Rocket the next year. And I thought the stadium was going to fall to the ground after the referee made that really crappy, like, uh, the runner did cross the line, and then all of a sudden you couldn't hear anything else. But, you know, I, I, w I wish I could say it was one of those moments that I actually was there for, but I wasn't there for this one. But it has to be the 2013 Big Ten title game for me, beating Ohio State. Uh, when Urban Meyer was, what, 24-0? Uh, yeah, uh, you know he he was undefeated as the Ohio State head coach, and that moment, you know, we went and watched it at a, a celebration cinema in a theater, like it was one of their biggest theaters. It was full of MSU fans, and I remember screaming so loud when Langford broke through that line and made it thirty four twenty four, like you know the stop, like. Um, Danico stopping Braxton Miller in fourth and two was like your, your hairs raise up. Like you get those goosebumps. Like I, as an MSU fan, we're so used, I'm not saying used to failure, but we're so used to being close to success that we never witnessed. We never thought, we always think, you know, as a kid or anything, man, I think they're going to be good someday, but you never think they're going to do this. 
Right. And I think that's, I think that's compounded. Like, unless right. you're like, unless you're a hockey guy <laughs> that like, you know, it's kind of oh like, <laughs> it's mutated. <laughs> that feeling is mutated by Detroit sports. You know what I mean? Cause right. like my whole life outside of those, like six, seven years, the Tigers have sucked. Oh like, yeah. They've the been, Pistons, they've been big trash pretty much our whole lives. Yeah. The Pistons have made seven straight, like the Pistons made seven straight Eastern conference finals Ugh. and like only have one title. You know what I mean? Like the lions, <sighs> the lions, the lions, are the lions. Are, yeah, the lions are the lions. So it's like, and to have your college team on top of that, be, <laughs> <laughs> you know, be so close and then to right. just fall short. It just, it, it like, it's like, it's like this, um, it's like this building of a theme you know what i mean right. it's like this thematic it's this thematic moment Be, because with saban you know i i actually remember saban you know i'm i'm 32 and um i remember him with those big old bifocal glasses but i remember him and i remember thinking okay this guy could be pretty good and then all of a sudden in the middle of the night he's gone and you know bobby wins that bowl game beats florida you know and msu's about to win the national title in basketball and you're thinking okay cool here we go let's you know let's fucking go and uh <laughs> I let's, fucking go. let's fucking go <laughs> and uh you know but then all of a sudden bobby just completely dumps in his pants the whole rest of his tenure and you hire john l smith and you're like i remember liking the hire you know because it's like this guy was really good at Louis louisville louisville give him a big 10 program let's see what he can do and it just, it was like Rich Rodriguez four years or four years earlier. And he just, I don't know what happened with John L. He's a nice guy. I just don't think he was a big 10 coach. And, um, but then Mark D'Antonio comes and you slowly, you know, he's starting to beat Michigan, which is something I had never seen in my adult life, which was awesome. And, you know, to get to that moment when Jeremy Langford broke that line, I jumped up like up and down in a, in a movie theater and screamed my lungs out. I had a sore voice, sore throat the next two days. Like that moment is like the Rose Bowl is a whole other thing, but like getting to that point, especially since I was at the 2011 Big Ten title game and that play when Isaiah Lewis ran into the kicker, well, the kicker kind of flopped, but, you know, the penalty was called that. Right. When that happened, like, right in front of me, and I remember the whole crowd cheering because Keyshawn took it to, like, the one-yard line, and I saw the flag, and I just told my buddy, it's over. You know, like, the and, and they, kneeled, they kneeled the clock out, and they won. And, I mean, that was still an amazing game, but to get that close and to not get the Rose Bowl, it felt like it was never going to happen. You know, you kind of feel like doom and gloom for a little bit, but then, you know, 2013 just started out so wishy-washy, like, you know, he starts Andrew Maxwell, and then he throws kind of. I remember it. that. I oh, remember Lord. that. I remember that Maxwell game against Boise. It, it oh. was a shit show. Oh. Le'Veon Bell, thank you, Lord, for <laughs> for bailing us out. That whole he's the only, like the defense was great. The defense was uh, epic, but Le'Veon's the reason that they got to a bowl game. And. Then the next year, you know, you kind of saw the glimpse of Connor Cook coming to steal the job from Andrew Maxwell in the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. Like, he, he, was, he didn't look like a finesse guy, but he looked like he could make the throws. He looked confident. Right. And you're just like – I kind of thought when I watched that game, I'm like, man, I really think D'Antonio should just let this guy do it. Like, I know he likes playing his seniors, but 
I think D'Antonio's got to realize that this could be a huge moment for this team. And, you know, the the Notre Dame game, I'm still a little – I'm still butthurt about. Like, that – Yeah, that, they would have been – they would have been the – they would have went to the BCS championship game. I mean, yep, that was the deciding thing. Like, MSU-OSU would have been – like uh, a re, like kind of a, a part two of, or you know, a modern day version of the game from 2006 between Michigan and Ohio State. You know, the one that winner goes to the title game. Right. Like that would have been it. Like that would have been an incredible moment. You know, but you know, anyway, everyone outside of South Bend knows that MSU should have won that game. But yeah. you know, it, I feel like just that was definitely a big moment because remember they had the bye week after that, and we're all sitting there going what the fuck is going to happen, right? Yeah. Like, I remember being nervous. Like, okay, this could be a great season. This could be um, another 6-6 six and six season. And that's just what we're used to as MSU fans. We're used to barely making a bowl game of that. But D'Antonio hired those ex- – or, excuse me, raised those expectations. And, you know, that that whole game was so good, like going up 17 nothing, And then when they went down 24-17, you're like I, – I didn't feel like it was over. I felt like – nah, this team's got it in them. Like they, you could just tell they were good. They were going to yeah. get it going. But when he, cause I was at that Michigan game that year, you know, like the 29 to six, just the negative oh, yeah, 48. The, the routing. Yeah. The absolute negative 48 rushing yards. Yeah. That absolute was. ass beating. Like I was there. I didn't really dress accordingly. It was windy as hell rain. I had gloves that got wet the whole game and I was shivering, but it was the, best moment in that stadium just because it was so you know it was the rivalry you know and I I like to say I like beating a good Michigan team and I do you know that wasn't a, I mean they were ranked when we played them but just that that after that game I felt okay this team is the real deal like they they got Paul Bunyan back I think they can win out and my friends were like why do you say that I'm like this look this is just a different team you know Connor Cooks he's cocky he makes a dumb mistake but he instantly right back, you know, like the, the Rose Bowl, he threw that really horrible yeah. pick six. And then next, just, next drive, he touched down. He's like, no, I got it. I'm good. So I, it's, I'm sorry. I'm going off on a tangent. No, I, you're good. Yeah. This is what, this is what it's all about, but, baby. <laughs> it's, it is that moment. I, I, I have thought about it for the last two days. It is Michigan state, Ohio state 2013 big 10 title, because that's when I felt like this, I'm like, 12 and one, I don't know those numbers as an MSU fan, but I was like, holy shit, this team is like, I got chills. Like this is one of the best three teams in America. And it just sucks because we always play that woulda, coulda, shoulda. And, you know, if, if the referees called that Notre Dame game the right way, some of those were pass interference, but Darquez Denard was not committing pass interference. Yeah, that was, that was, that was defense. That, that was beyond the pale. Ridiculous. I, and, I, it's so bad that Mike Mayock was calling it out. A Notre Dame guy, or, you know, he's paid by Notre Dame and NBC, was calling it out during the game. Like, I'd never heard them say that stuff before. And, you know, you just you, – you kind of pine for the – what. that's my biggest what if ever. And I know we could say Texas Tech last year if Langford was in it, but it's definitely – if they called that game differently, MSU-OSU would have been two 12-0 teams battling in – like they could have literally said winner goes to the national title game. And that would have been even, that would have put even more of an exclamation point on a, on a probably in my opinion, I think it's Mark Antonio's best win ever. I really do. 
And the Rose Bowl, I know people are going to say Rose Bowl or maybe the Baylor Cotton Bowl, but it, for me, it's that game. I always go back to it. Like, D'Antonio went out. I don't think he went out that great, but I'll always love him for the great times. You know, I'm, I'm always – I'll never forget how many great moments he gave me, and that's number one. That's yeah. my favorite MSU moment ever. Yeah, so um, are, we, uh, are we in the trust tree right now? Sure, yeah. Okay, so um, I have a pretty big revelation. Um, I, Spartan Dog 97, was raised – a Michigan fan. I, and, I, ha, I have a picture that my mom gave me that I wore a Michigan shirt when I was a little kid. Yeah. So don't it, worry. It was just, you know, it, I view it as, um, I view it as Mormon indoctrination. Like I got out, <laughs> like I was in a cult and then I escaped the cult. <laughs> you saw the light and you're yeah, like, Yeah, I out. saw the light and I was like, I'm out. So, um, you know, I don't have a lot of that connection to like those days of the days at MSU before I was a student, but like, this is like so cliche, like for, for someone to say, and like it's recency bias and it is what it is. Like my top MSU sports moment is trouble with the snap. And, and I'll tell, and I'll tell you why. So that's my number two. So don't worry. Okay. But the week, like the week I moved into MSU, um, I went to Western because state was playing them and I had friends who went to Western. Ooh, I was at that game. Yeah. I had friends who went to Western and um, they were, and you know, my buddies were my buddies who like didn't go to the same school that I went to were going. And, you know, it was kind of a, it was kind of a rough transition, you know, for, for me personally, like mental health wise, I wasn't, right. you know, so I kind of was like, I was kind of looking forward to that and I was fucked up (laughs) absolutely blitzed and i ended up breaking my ankle in kalamazoo like i'll post it if i get the approval from like from some of the members of the group chat i'll I'll post the picture on the bacon wire twitter account at real bacon wire shameless plug (laughs) it it was nasty absolutely disgusting so were you like running or something like no i was like i was like walking down a hill and like I'm not sure like there was like a depression or like a hole or like mm-hmm. the ground was uneven and like I could feel myself like falling and like instead of just like taking the L I like tried to like stay upright and like I rolled I went further into the divot and I like the way I f- I ended up falling with the way I fell ended up snapping my ankle oh again fucked up don't remember it <laughs> so um, I was on a knee scooter my whole first semester at MSU. I had to miss, I had to miss the Oregon game because I had oh. surgery that Tuesday. It was that bad? Yeah, I had to have two surgeries. I had to get I – I still have a plate in it, but I had to get oh, like – shit. But the way it broke, it like tore my ligament – like the bone tore my ligaments. Oh, yep, there so it I is. had to get pins – so I had to get pins into my ligaments and then I had to go back and get the pins taken out. So I was on like this knee scooter the entire semester. So a group of my friends were going to Ann Arbor because someone's, um, one of them's brother, like went to U of M. He had a house and they were all going to go and watch the game at his place. So I was like, Hey, is it cool if I come? Like I asked, 
or whatever, I bought a ticket on the Michigan flyer because they weren't leaving until like 9 Mm a.m. Or they were going that Thursday night and I had Friday classes. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I'll just get on the Michigan flyer early, early Saturday. I'll go to game day and I'll meet them. Right. So I, you know, I get up at like two in the morning, hop, you know, scoop my, scoop my way over to get picked up by the Michigan flyer, get dropped off in Ann Arbor, scoot around Ann Arbor, get to the game day set. I'm like right there. I'm like right off to the side of the game day set. Nice. And, you know, afterwards I call them and I'm like, Hey, uh, can you send me the address? Like, so I can Uber over to you guys. And they were like, yeah, we're sorry. Like, like you, like there's too many people coming. Oh, what? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm on one foot, you idiots. Yeah. So I'm like scooting around. I'm like in Starbucks eating. I'm like drinking coffee. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm looking up Ubers back to East Lansing. They're like 120 bucks. I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Right. You're just panicking. Right. So, so I'm scooting around Ann Arbor and I run into someone I went to high school with. And like, I went to a, like a small Catholic school. So like, we're all tight. And he was like, Hey, like, what are you doing for the game? And I was like, well, I was supposed to go here, but like they kind of welched and like now I don't have, I don't have any, I don't have anything. And there, and he was like, oh, come watch the game with me and like my, my ski friends. Like, it's cool. Like we're going to like our buddy's house. He goes here. We're going to watch it at his place. Come on. So, so I go with all these people that like, I only know like three of them and I don't know those three that well. The rest are perfect strangers to me. Right. And and they were like, come on in. Like, do you want a beer? Like, they were, like, cool. Like, they all introduced themselves. Like, we're all having a good time. And, like, and like when that happened, and, like, when it happened and it hit, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I just, I, like, I, I left my body. Like, I astral projected <laughs> for, like, 20 you're, you're like You were, like, the Winnie the Pooh, the video where he uh, escapes his soul and goes into the ceiling. Right. It was, right. it was exactly like that. Like Dr. <laughs> Strange, like, whoa, fuck. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're out in the streets. We're blasting the fight song. We're going How, how close was this place to, to the big house? Um, it was, I, I couldn't tell you. Like no. I literally. Cause I, I've, I've been there once and I fucking hated it, but like I've been there once for a game and like we just parked on a random street like two blocks away from it. Yeah. I'll tell you like, like one thing like nobody talks about, about Ann Arbor is how poorly it's planned out and like how much of a shit show it gets <laughs> on game days. I mean, it is, it is intolerable. I'm sure it's days. just congested. Like all every, what, how many is big house hold a hundred thousand? 112. 112. And I'm not saying that many people are there for game day, but there's probably about, maybe a hundred thousand people in the area tailgating and partying. Yeah. It's, it's on, it's like, I, you like, it's so, it's so bad. It gets so bad. Yeah. But like we were out in the streets and like the students started coming back from the game. Oh, hell yeah. So, so this girl comes up and she goes, you better shut that. We're playing the fight song as they're trickling in. (laughs) And she comes up, she better goes, you better shut that fucking song off because I just called the cops. Fuck you. Go blue. 
permit <laughs> patty over here. Yeah, fucking, fucking barbecue Becky, fucking buzz, buzz killing us. But yeah, that was like, like I kind of had a rough time up to that point. But like after that, I was like, I knew I had picked like, because it was down to a few schools for me. But like right. that right there is when I know I picked the right school. And like that's, that's I had awesome. these perfect strangers like invite me into their home on a knee scooter and we're just like so cool and generous and like we're just like so awesome and like we celebrated together and it was it was probably like I'll never forget <laughs> that day. Like it was so it was so fucking awesome. Like right. I still like I still get chills thinking oh, about God. it. I called I called my dad after the game because like he was still like teetering back and forth and I call him and I was like where's your khaki savior now bitch <laughs> We have a lot more in common now like <laughs> No like so what's funny is in early August of 2015 I blew my knee out I tore my ACL and my MCL and my meniscus Oh fuck I was playing softball, you know, <laughs> church league softball. And, Shit you know, my, intense, man. well, my buddy threw me a, a ball and I caught, I jumped up to catch it and I was wearing cleats and my right cleat dug into the ground and my body turned, but my knee didn't. Yep. That'll, that'll do it. And I heard a, it sounded like you're ripping a piece of cloth and uh, not to get too graphic, but that's what it sounded like when you tear your ACL and, yeah, you know, fast forward, I'm off, I'm off work. Uh, I used to work in retail. I used to work for Dunham Sports, and I, uh, I got short-term disability, and so I was, you know, I had my knee surgery in Octo- early October, and I'm sitting there watching that game, and I'm about probably three weeks into my recovery, and, like, I'm supposed to keep – I'm supposed to slowly put weight on my knee. Like, I can hobble, but I pretty much need crutches still. and. Right. I'm watching that I'm watching that game and my dad's a huge Michigan fan. He the minute Jim Harbaugh came, he called me. He's like, "So you ready to lose to uh, ready to lose to Michigan forever?" And I'm like, "You know, Harbaugh's a good coach, but he never won his conference or anything. So right. let's just let's just pump the brakes a little bit here." And uh I kind of thought of him, you know, when I always think of him when I watch that game cuz we don't you know, he doesn't live around here, but we talk. And so, I, you know, I'm watching the game and my, uh, my wife was my girlfriend at the time. And my father, my now father-in-law, and I bought a Paul Bunyan trophy to share <laughs> between us. Cause they're Michigan fans, but like, they're the nicest fucking people. Like, right. They're literally like when state loses, they, they'll see me and I'll be like, I'm sorry, your team lost. Like they're legitimately, they feel bad because it's me. Like, and I don't know how to handle that. I'm like, I'm used to like someone saying, screw yeah, you, go, you know, go blue yeah, and all that crap. I, yeah, I'm used to Scott's tots. I'm not used oh. to like, I'm not used to this kind of, to this kind of nice <laughs> We'll get to that later. But like, uh, you know, I, I'm watching the game and I'm like pissed off because my wife went out with her mom to watch a movie. And I said, you know, here, just take the trophy just in case. You know, because her mom, her mom was a bigger Michigan fan than her dad. So I'm like, give it to your mom, you know, just let's, let's get it over with. And, you know, cause I just was like, let's have it on you in case they win, but in case they lose, they get it. So 
I'm sitting there, you know, and she's texting me because they're about to go to a movie <laughs> right when the, the game is ending. And I go, yeah, they're losing. You know, I, I'm pretty sure that he's, she's going to get it. Or No, sorry, my father-in-law had the trophy. That's right. And I said, yeah, they get to keep it, you know, because then Desmond Howard did his thumbs up and all that bullshit. Oh, yeah. All my fa- one of my favorite pictures <laughs> ever, by the way. And, uh, That's so good. It's so good. Oh, my God. It's amazing. But, like, and then – then I'm, 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 I'm standing up, like I'm hobbling. I'm like just pissed. And I, Oh, it didn't help that I drank a whole 12 pack of Bud Light and I had Vicodin in my system. Oh yeah. That'll do it. (laughs) So I was feeling pretty good, but like mad. And I'm just like, I'm not a mean drunk. I'm just like, God damn it. And so I just hate it so much when they lose to Michigan. And all of a sudden when I, I'm just, you know, you're in disbelief, you know, I watched the, him drop the ball and I'm like, no, fucking way and i just i just kind of silently go 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 and then he like as soon as i knew he was crossing the end the the line i'm like oh my god like i'm in this huge apartment complex just like screaming my lungs up i'm hopping around like my leg is fine and luckily i realized i'm like oh shit did i hurt my leg but no i was just jumping up and down for joy i mean it was god that that's that that that's such an incredible moment like it's one of those ones where you'll never forget where you were. No. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's just like, and it's so like, and it, it's not like, like the beatdowns are fun, right? Because it's just like, yeah. Cause like they're worry free. Like you can just crack jokes the whole time. And like the, the year before the, the 35 to 11 game, that wasn't that fun. Like I went to that game and God, the Michigan fans in 2013, they were going, can't read, can't write, you know, little brother. Uh, which you you have a big dump in your pants if you use that term and yeah, fuck that shit dude. fuck that Honestly, fuck those people uh, i hate it i hate the little brother thing overall but it bugs the shit out of me when they use it in basketball and i'm like are you kidding me you are the little brother in basketball yeah like, like it, when you I say hate that like, term yeah go ahead you say not our rival but like in basketball like you're literally not our rival like oh they i oh, care Lord. I care way more about beating Wisconsin and beating Purdue than I do uh, care about beating Michigan. And like, yeah, I hate like, Purdue. I hate. I Purdue fucking so I hate Purdue so much more. <laughs> it's amazing how they think that they're hot shit when they've had one Final Four in the last century. Like, it, yeah, it's the, the level of delusion you have to have is oh lord is quite is quite something. I have to admit, like when the tournament comes around, I'm a Big Ten guy except for Michigan. But when that Virginia game happened last year with Purdue, I smiled. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> like when, it, that, when that rebound went to – I think it was a rebound that went to Diakiti, and he shot it and it went in. They tied the game. <laughs> We're just sitting there like – because I thought Purdue had it. You know, like, okay, they're going to the Final Four. But then they did, and I'm like, holy shit. I started laughing. I'm like, I just said, fuck Purdue. And I have a, a – a stepbrother that go that went to Purdue and everything. And I text him like, dude. And he just goes, he goes, that's my life as a Purdue basketball fan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I fucking hate Purdue. And like, I yeah. can't stand in like Michigan now, like with Juwan and all this shit. I just, it's getting oh. a little, it's getting a little unbearable, but yeah, I know like, but yeah, that, that trouble with the snap game. I mean, that was just, that was just on, believable and like that season was so cool because it was like my first year right you know like I was on a scooter but like 
it was awesome. Like I, you got like to I, enjoy some pretty great football in your first year. Like, yeah, I did. And I got to see it from like the disabled area. So I was like super close. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one advantage. Like, yeah, right. like if, if I went to a game, I could have been like, Oh shit, I can, I can hop right on over this chair right here and sit down with my crutches. I abused that shit. My, uh, my friends were going <laughs> to a concert and, uh, they had like nosebleeds. So I just bought like the cheapest ticket I could find. <laughs> it was at the Joe and I called the concierge at Joe Lewis. And I was like, Hey, like I bought this ticket for this concert, but I broke my ankle. I'm on a knee scooter. It's kind of high up. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. Do you guys have like, um, do you guys have any like disability seating I could take? I could like, I could have, or like, or something. And they were like, oh, yeah, no problem. Go to here in front of this section, and they'll take care of you. They'll take care of you and your party. And me and all my friends were, like, right on the top of the lower bowl. Wow. <laughs> for, like, the concert. It's just, like, I abused the shit out of that. Like, Yeah, you have to. Like, I wanted to get a handicap sticker, like, when I was – because I, I could drive when I was going through my recovery, but, like – I asked the therapy, the physical therapist, I'm like, can I get a handicap sticker just for a couple of weeks? And he started laughing. He's like, nah, you're good, man. You can do it. I'm like, that's oh, worth a shot. Like, I didn't really want it. Right. But, you know, I'm like, I got to ask, like, what's the protocol here? Yeah. Cata has like a handicap, has like a handicap uh, accessibility system where like they'll come pick you up at your dorm, take you to class in like a van and like a conversion van. Right. Yeah. And like, They'll take you to class, drop you off, and then come pick you up from class and take you to your next class and then take you to your dorm. So that was like that was nice too. Like, like concierge service, like oh, oh yeah, this isn't so bad. Right. But like <laughs> <laughs> so hindsight so now worth it. <laughs> like what what pisses me off about twenty fifteen is like you'll see that dipshit Michigan fan now and then, like going, You had so much luck to get to twelve and one. I'm like, every good team has luck like auburn in 2013 had that bounce uh, off of george of a georgia player's helmet and the, the kick six and like, the kick six like that is i i think trouble with the snaps more improbable i mean we've had kickoff i mean we've had returns from field goal attempts but like that deep that was what 108 yards yeah you know, that was incredible. I remember watching that live, like, you know, the end of the game, like, oh, Alabama's going to win. Then all of a sudden we're like, no, Auburn's going to win. Holy shit. But uh, I just, I can't stand that when people go, oh, you need luck. You know, like, like yeah, ev every good need. team has luck. Like the Ohio State game that year, uh, I'm one of the few people who believes that if Connor Cook is in that game, they absolutely blow Ohio State out of the water. Oh yeah, I, I firmly believe that. For sure, that, that team, that Ohio State team, basically heard Connor Cook wasn't going to play and just said, "We can win this game seven nothing. It's over," and that was dead fucking wrong. I could not. I I thought they were going to lose. I thought State was going to lose. You know, we uh, most of us did. Yeah, and and God, that defense played so well, and Ohio State got so like speaking of luck. Ohio State got so lucky with the two touchdowns because they were like turnovers by MSU. Right. They at were... like the five-yard line both times. Exactly. Um, and I, just, I can't stand that shit about – like it's the Michigan fans. It's no one else. It's always those Michigan fans. Like it's David Go Blue 2, 228 
UM with, you know, an egg avatar saying this, this shit. I, I, I can't stand it. And I can't stand to like the people like the LeBron versus Jordan debate. Like, oh, yeah. whatever. I'm not going to rehash it. Like personally, I'm a LeBron guy, but it's like, but it's like LeBron has no help. Jordan had da 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 da. And it's like, yeah, but like LeBron had help. Like people are like under, like people like underplay, like, right. like his first stint, like, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like you need help and you need luck to win championships. I mean, especially like, especially when teams are like equally talented, like there's no shame in being like, yeah, we got luck on our side. Like, right. I mean, Michael Jordan, like there's nothing wrong with calling them both goats. Like there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's, it's generational too. Like, you know, I'm a little older than you. I got to see MJ in his prime. Like I went to a couple bulls games cause my dad lived in Chicago. So he'd take us to those and man, it was so fucking cool seeing that guy in person. Like it's one thing watching him on TV, but then seeing him do his work in person, it's a whole other level. But like, you know, I watched LeBron and I didn't really care for him that much, you know, especially the whole, how he handled Miami. I didn't like that, but you know, I, I just kind of thought about it later on. I'm like, he's a pretty clean guy. Like he married his high school sweetheart. Like why do all these people hate him? And I just kind of thought, why do I, why do I not like him? And I started to like him more and more. And when he won that title for Cleveland, I'm like, Holy shit. Like I don't, I don't call him the greatest ever, but he's, he's a top, top five player with that. I mean, there's no question. Oh yeah, for sure. He's definitely, I think he's top three. I mean, I think if you, I think if you take everything into account, like the improbability of like winning in Cleveland, like that's honestly probably what set us off at like the point we're at now. Like I'm like, I'm, I think I tweeted it a couple times at like big cat. I was like, are you like ready to accept that the Cubs winning the world series brought us here? Like, like, oh, it, man. I, like the Cleveland winning Cleveland, Cleveland, Chicago winning in 2016, like triggered some kind of space time vortex bullshit that like right. now we're locked in our houses. <laughs> There's an alternate dimension where like the Yankees have won like five straight championships and, you know. Everything's Duke, great. Duke probably got another title out of there for some bullshit. And, you know, but we're here now. But, yeah. oh, my God. 2016 was just a nuts sports year. I mean, yeah. You had you had the uh, Cleveland beating a 73-win team. With the unanimous MVP. Yeah. With the arguably the greatest three-point shooter in, in NBA history. And then you you flash forward. You, or whatever, fast forward, whatever the hell, you know what I mean? And yeah. you fast forward to uh, the Cubs winning the World Series. Like, that was an epic game seven. Like, I'm not a Cubs or – I don't like the Indians at all. And I'm not a Cubs fan. I hate but, baseball in general. Like, I just – I don't get yeah. the appeal. I'm more like, of a – I'm so, more of a lax bro. <laughs> well, it is fun to watch in person. But in TV, oh, man, I, I struggle. Like, I'm, I'm honest, going to be honest, I only watch the Tigers when they're good. Or what yeah. I think they're oh, gonna no. be good. Yeah, same. And I'm not I, tr- I'm, I don't uh, waste I don't waste oxygen on the Tigers. Like especially after, oh. especially after that Osmus bullshit. I have a blog. Plug I my hate blog him so much. Yeah, go about, ahead. Plug about it. where Spartan Dog ninety seven. I have a link. Link in bio. Cool. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I've read it. And I fucking hated fucking, Osmus. Uh, 
that 2014 season so mismanaged from top to bottom. I couldn't, I like, I couldn't stand it. And then to watch all those fucking guys win with the Sox in 2018. And then the Verlander. Yeah. To watch Verlander, to watch Verlander. And then like Kinsler, Dombrowski, Martinez, Martinez, all those guys win. Porcello. Yeah. Porcello. Fuck. To watch all those guys win in eighteen with the Sox, it was so. And then, and then next last year, Scherzer and um, oh shit, who's Sanchez? Scherzer and Sanchez. Yeah, every every member of that of that killer starting rotation that Detroit had all have rings now, but none of them got one in Detroit. Like I that, was like, uh, two thousand thirteen. I will never forget the the Ortiz Grand Slam. That stings. That stings. But like. I that God. broke me. That broke me on baseball. Like I can't. Like I, I was can't watching anymore. it, and I'm like, "Oh shit, the Tigers are going to win this." But then I saw Benoit coming out of the bullpen, and I'm like, "Okay, just don't throw a fucking fastball right down the middle of the plate." And sure as fuck, like the how do you not think Ortiz is going to swing at the first thing you throw? He's going to. He is going to, and he did, and it changed. The Tigers will would have won that World Series if. if it was up 2-0, or at least gotten there. I, sh- I can't say they would have won it, but if they were up 2-0 going to Detroit, they win that series easily. Yeah. I think it, it, we're bro- just... it broke them because Boston won in, like, what, five games? Yeah. Yeah, it broke them. I think we're letting out our uh, our frustration. That's fine. Like, like they, 10 years of pent-up Detroit you get, you get You get to know us more. Great first episode. Do you, <laughs> well, uh, what about the uh, pass interference? That wasn't pass interference, that Dallas-Detroit playoff game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here here's my um, NFL fandom story. Okay, uh, yeah, because you're like you're like a Rams fan. So, right? I I you know you, you when you get into sports, you kind of pick it. Most of the time, you pick a team that one one or two of your teams are really good. And I bet some kid. I was in sixth grade in two thousand, and it was the year the Rams were playing the Titans in the Super Bowl. I bet some kid because you know they had Steve McNair and you know Rams had Kurt Warner. He, he was a shit talker throughout school, and I just want to shut him up. I said, I'll bet you 20 bucks the Rams win. And he was like, you're on. You better get ready to pay me. And, you know, he's like one of those bra guys. And Right. So he – the Rams – I watched the Super Bowl, and, you know, they won by, you know, about a foot or two. And I was like, holy shit, I won 20 bucks. And so that's how I latched on the Rams. Like, okay. And then the Red Wings were good. And – you know, I just – I didn't have anyone who watched the Lions, excuse me, in my house. So, I, you know, I just kind of didn't – my my stepdad at the time wasn't a Lions fan, so we didn't really watch them. He just kind of watched NFL. And so, you know, then I, I rooted for the Tigers, but, you know, I kind of like the Giants because I was a left-handed batter and I like watching Barry Bonds. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. And uh, That's the, the thing. Go. He's the GOAT. I'm sorry. Have He's you heard – uh, did, uh, did I ever talk, tell you about, like, my, my baseball hot take? No. I think they should legalize steroids in baseball. Oh, I agree. And here – like, like here's my reasoning. One – We're, we're going to get roasted for this. <laughs> oh, for sure. We're going to have – Baseball guy is going to come into our mentions on the Bacon oh, Wire account. Oh, Lord. Fuck yeah. Go on. Here's, go on. <laughs> here's what I like. Here's what I like about – like, the sport was never as popular – when as when like 80 percent of the league was juicing oh like the sport was never as fun like the sport was never more fun to watch 
like that home run r- race between Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. Oh my God. Like, that was I wasn't, so fun. I wasn't born yet, but like, just like watching like the highlights and like the, like the stories behind it, like that had to have been incredible. Dude, like, holy shit. I was like 10, I was 11 years old when it happened. I, I wasn't into sports, but holy shit. I watched every Cubs game to see Sammy. So like we had WGN, like I think everyone in America had WGN and I watched the Cubs every single day, like just to see Sammy Sosa hit home runs. Yeah. And I, and like, and the other thing is like, if I, I never played baseball beyond little league. Right. So if I juice up and I go out to an MLB and I step into a batter box against an MLB pitcher, I'm striking out in three pitches. Like you still need to have the skills to be able to hit home runs. It's not like the super soldier serum where you right. get where like you're automatically a 60 home run hitter. No, it just turns like a 45 home run hitter into a 60 home run hitter, which yeah. like is more fun. <laughs> like I just, it seems like a no brainer to me, you know, like steroids. Okay. I remember hearing Daniel. I went and saw Daniel Tosh when he was in Detroit and like it was a great stand-up, and he, he, you know, he's a big sports guy, and he's talking about steroids in baseball. He's like, "Fuck it, let them do it." He goes, "They're not hurting anybody, you know. They're not killing them. I mean, they're kind of killing themselves, but like, you know, their balls shrink and all that like little stuff, and not little, but poor phrasing. But you know what I mean." And and he goes, he goes for for every Barry Bonds that has juiced and has become a success. There's a thousand minor leaguers doing it who can't do nearly what he can. And that's exactly how I felt. Like, yeah, like you just said, Barry Bonds did it. Like, he was already fucking good before he got the steroids. Like, right. if you watch old school Pittsburgh Pirates games, he was all he was already like a two or three time MVP. Like, he was already fucking good. It's not like it was some two home run guy that all of a sudden hit 60 home runs one year. And you're going, wow, that's roids. Sure, Barry Bonds is serious, but so what? He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I've never sure. seen a guy get walked with the bases loaded before. That no. is unbelievable what he did. Yeah, it's just uh, that's just my personal thing. And you know, I'm I'm like a Lions fan because like my grandpa was a Lions fan, and you know, all that stuff. And it's like, right, man, it's family. Like, Right. And he's like getting up there and I'm like, fuck man, like this guy's really gonna like, he's not going to see them win a Super Bowl like ever. And it's just like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. And it's just like, I just think of like all the people who are like, who just like are gone, who like never seen the Lions be anything more than anything more than slightly competent. And that was when they had a generational running back, you know, like, right. Like they, like, okay. So I was going to creep back into, I am a Lions fan now too, because my, my father-in-law loves the Lions almost as much as he loves his children and wife. Um, he has rooted for them since he can remember, you know, he, I think he was born right before or right after their, their NFL championship. Like he's in his fifties, like 56 or 57. And he, you know, he's, been, he's seen so many, some close things. Like in the early 90s, they kicked the Cowboys' ass in a playoff game. Right. And they, of course, the next week they got obliterated by the Redskins, who were amazing back in the early 90s. And, you know, he's seen some close moments. But, like, 
you know, when I first started dating my wife, I was an Alliance fan. I was, I was a hater. I'm not gonna lie. And cause I just thought, you know, they wasted Barry Sanders and I'm like, they're going to waste Calvin Johnson. And sure I enough, was, <laughs> I was uh, working for Dunham's and I was in a Detroit bar ordering some classy, classy Buffalo wild wings oh, to, to take to my hotel room. Ice I just, flex. yeah, I know not to brag, but, uh, I got into the whole, you know, I got into Detroit and I wanted to get some from my hotel room because I've been driving all day. And I listened to the game, the the Cowboys game, the whole, the whole way, you know, cause I'm just sitting there like, holy shit, the lines are up double digits. Like I was rooting for him. Like, Oh my God, this is awesome. And then, and then all of a sudden I show up to get my food right when it happened. And I thought that bar was all going to collectively drive to Dallas and murder that official. I, I mean, they were screaming. Someone was crying. Like, little kids were crying. And I'm like, you know, I feel bad. Like, I'm like, holy shit. Like, that was real. Like, I still can't believe it. And my father-in-law is still holds a grudgy. Like, he's like, fuck Des Bryant, you know, forever. And, you know, it. and then, of course, the Cowboys got their justice the next week with the Green Bay with the catch that he didn't catch and yeah I just I was so it was like that was like that on top of like everything else that has happened to like the lines I'm like like it has to be supernatural at this point like it just it fucking has to like I just can't like I can't even explain like yeah it's incompetence on the part of ownership and like the multiple front offices but it after a certain point, like it has to be, like it has to be cursed. Right. Like I, I started, and then I started rooting for them because I watched the games with her dad and, you know, it'd be kind of our bonding moment, but you know, cause we both could talk football and I really didn't have, you know, a sports geek that was one of my best friends or anything. So, you know, I'd talk to him and, you know, and he just, he loved watching lines and it was cool to watch games with him. And like, you know, I could, I just, I just so badly want them to get one for him because you know, he, he doesn't, I've only, I've never seen him cry or anything. So it's like, I want him to cry. I want to see that Lions <laughs> Super Bowl, you know, like, cause that I would think, be one of those pinnacle moments. Like if, if MSU football ever wins a national championship in my lifetime, I'm crying. Like it's going to be like, I almost cried after the Duke game. I'm not going to lie. I did almost cry after. The I teared Duke up, game. man. I did. I was that, like, that felt like a national championship. It did. It, it truly. And then to, yeah, I, I uh, after that after that Texas Tech game, I went to a I went to like oh. a club with my friends, and like I God, like apparently apparently I kept asking the DJ to play Marvin's Room, and <laughs> and the DJ was like, "Why do you keep asking that, man? It's a sad song," and allegedly, allegedly, I said, "Because I'm fucking sad." <laughs> oh my God! Like that game. Okay, so. My wife was out with her family um, during the Duke game because I'm like, I told her, I said, look, if they win, I'm going to be fucking insane. If they lose, you're not going to want to be around me. Like, I don't get angry or violent. I'm just like, you know, I'm pissed off. You know what I mean? Right. Like visibly, visibly upset, irritable. Yeah. I need my time to stew and just recharge and come back with a different attitude. So uh, she, they go out for, they go out to Lansing for the game and I, uh, you know, I'm watching the game in my house and, you know, MSU's winning at halftime and I'm like shaking. 
I never felt that before. Like I'm shaking. I'm like, holy shit, they're beating Duke. And I just, you felt what last year with that team, like they're not quitting. Like when they were down 30 to 21, you felt like uh, this not, isn't yeah. over. Right. If, gonna... if it got to like 35, 21, then I was going to be like, okay, now we need to get worried. But like they went on that 12 or what was it? 15 0 run or something to close yeah, out the half. Something like that. And you know, I'm like sitting there like, Oh my God. And then my wife came back right when Tillman got that and one dunk. Ugh. And that's when you felt like, Holy shit, this could happen. And I'm like sitting there, she could see me. I'm visibly shaking. And she's like, what? And I explained her, I'm like, Duke has pretty much had MSU's number the whole time they played. They so have, this, they have a generational player. Yep. They, they have arguably one of the best college players ever. And this is a, the, the, they're the number one overall seed in the tournament. And I was so pissed that they were in this bracket, but now it might work out. It might be okay. And, you know, I just was trying to explain it to her as much as I could, cause I'm just going crazy. And then when Kenny hit that three, cause I remember he got blocked earlier by Zion. You remember that? Yeah, I do. And, and I was I'm like, like, Oh, Kenny, why would you fucking do that? I was <sighs> like, why would you shoot that ball? Like, I it, was it was like, meant to go to him. Wasn't it meant to go to him or was it meant to go to cash? It was meant to go to Cassius. And but he Kenny wasn't open. Just, right. So Kenny just yeeted. Oh, I remember when that shot went up, I fell on the floor like the Larry David faint gif. I seriously fell on the floor like, oh, my God. It's 40 seconds left, and they are about – like, I just felt they're going to win. This, this is – they're going to win this game. I, uh, I went to Saginaw. <laughs> I went to Saginaw with my, uh, with my friends. I went to Saginaw with my family, not my friends, my family, because my sister played so- my sister had a softball game out there, so I met them out there, and we were gonna go to the Buffalo Wild Wings, but like they were packed, like we couldn't get in, so we had to go to Applebee's, and I'm sitting there in this in this Saginaw Applebee's, getting looked at like I'm an idiot. I have these people behind me just ripping me just absolutely shredding me from behind because they're like so pissed off that I'm like, I'm going fuck and I'm slamming the table and I'm like, (laughs) and like, I'm like my dad staring daggers at me and like my sister's like covering her head and just like, like doing that little nose bridge rub thing. And like when that, when they inbounded that ball and cash dribbled it out, I like, I did a full sprint lap around that restaurant. I had never been, it was so it was like so. well what's funny is i have youtube tv so it, it's like it's lags or like it's a couple seconds behind you know if i were to watch it on cable or whatever right and my apple watch like i had it on and throughout the game it was like hey you need to breathe like <laughs> like you need, you need to take a a, t- a meditation moment and i'm like fuck off like just like logan roy like fuck off right now fuck off and and so then all of a sudden I made the mistake of like right when uh, they're about to inbound, my watch goes off and I look and I saw they won and I just start jumping up and I'm like, holy shit, they won, they won. And my wife's like, it's not even over. Like it's about to be. And then I see that happen. I just go, run. I got out of the house and I live in like a big ass neighborhood. I run up and down my street, like just screaming. Uh, I got it. I was so pissed. I wasn't East Lansing. I saw Snapchats of my friends at Harper's and I was like, Oh Oh, Lord, my fucking God. I wish I was there. So I, I drove, I drove home like more pissed off than I had ever been 
at the world because like i wasn't there i was so right fucking hurt i wasn't there and like in harper's like just going ape shit well i i part of me was like you know i wish i was at celebration cinema and portage again like because that's where you know we i was you know when they beat ohio state i was hugging random msu fans like you know we were all like a big family that night right and i'm like man i because re- they were saying come watch the duke game and i'm like i don't want to be around people if they lose and so, and then i'm like you know you have that retrospective like fuck i wish i was there yeah that's oh. and fuck. then i told my boss you know because the next day at work you know i i got shivers after that duke game because my wife's like what's wrong on and for the first time in probably nine years i feel like th- they're the best team left like i feel like this team is going to do it like right. I said, I feel like they can win a national championship. And like even people at work like that were Michigan fans are like, so is the net is a natty your expectation? I'm like, yes, I'm going to be honest. I think it is when you get to the final four, you want a national championship. Right. I don't, right. That's not, but the, yeah. the only year that I felt like I didn't think it was going to happen was 15. Cause that Duke team was just like, that Duke team was loaded. Good God. Like Jaleel Okafor could like palm two basketballs with his hands, but yeah. Um, you know, like watching that game, like you just felt like that you were the best team and God damn that Texas tech game was such a, a slow instead. The best way I could describe it was a slow hand or foot pressing on your groin, just a slow kick to the nuts the whole night. Yeah. That was, yeah. That 15, that 15 God. Duke game, not fun. That no. ni- that nineteen Duke game, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So I think we can. Uh, I think we can leave it there. Yeah, let's just leave it there. Yeah. So uh, where can the people find you on? Uh, on Twitter? Uh, I'm on. I'm on the the internets. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I have point zero one k followers. Uh, I'm at Lugwit L U G W I T. And uh, wait, you all. got you got Lugwit back? Oh, sh- sh- never mind. Uh, I'm at uh, yeah. That account got banned for reasons that I will not. I will not go into that because I don't want to get in that fight again. Uh, MSU devotee. <laughs> you can't fake passion like that, folks. Honk 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 honk. And uh, I'm Spartan Dog ninety seven. You can find me at Spartan Dog ninety seven. We mm-hmm. both tweet from Real Bacon Wire. This was a fun mm-hmm. inaugural episode, man. I'm glad yeah, this we finally fun. got to do this. So uh, we'll be back at some point soon with, uh, is Zanjo confirmed for episode two? Do we know? I think he's going to do it as long as we do Thursdays. He, he, okay. said, he, he said he can do it. So was, I think, right. it, I think it's going to be one hell of an episode. All right. I'll log it in next week. We'll be back next week featuring Zanjo, the big J that broke the Mel Tucker news yep. before Hondo go MSU butt boy himself. And, uh, We'll see you then. I'm going to try to take us out with uh, a Joe Exotic song. If I can't make that happen, then the podcast is going to end here. So we'll see what happens. All right. All right. right. I'll talk to you later, man. Go white. With the sunshine in my eyes. All the clouds are gone and took the rain that came inside. I can't I can point to and all that I
'Cause you.